Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am so happy you are tuning in and that we can chat today. Okay, so after the first couple episodes aired, my younger brother called me and he wanted to recap them. And I was like, um, you're not really my demographic, but okay. So we start talking and he was like, I resonated with a lot of the things you said. You did a really good job. But you know, I'm sitting here with my baby right now. I'm feeding my baby and I just feel so grateful and just so lucky to have this life that I've built. And don't you think when you're driving your kids to soccer that maybe you could think about that or that you could just realize how precious that time with them is? I think he was referring to the story that I told in episode one about pounding on my steering wheel saying I didn't build a business for 19 years to become a chauffeur. Yeah, that one. Okay. I'm not proud of that moment, but it was transparent and real when I shared it with you. So I was like, yes, of course, of course, but you can be both things. You can be both immensely grateful and also incredibly frustrated. You can feel both blessed and also dissatisfied. You can be 100% both. And so I went on to tell him something that I'm going to tell you as well. I feel like the messaging that we get, especially as women, is that we can't complain or we shouldn't complain because we are so lucky and so blessed. I mean, how many times have you heard the hashtag blessed? So many people and women have it worse, so why are you complaining? Of course so many people have it worse. There will always be somebody that has it worse. And of course, it is an incredible privilege to even have your kids in sports and a car to drive them there. I know that and you know that. But I want this place, this podcast, to be a safe space for women to come and relate to the hard pieces, the hard places, and for once, not feel guilty for feeling them. Know that. I want women to be able to say, I'm exhausted, or I'm just bored, or I'm complacent, or I feel angry all the time without having to constantly say, oh, but I know I'm so lucky. I shouldn't complain. We know you're lucky. We know you love your kids. Of course you do. But I want for once moms to give up the perpetual guilt that plagues us literally from the second we see our children. I remember when my own kids were in the baby stage, I went to go get my hair colored and I was sitting in the chair and I was just berating myself the whole time. Like, oh, you are a terrible mom. And then I thought to myself, 
Do you think there is a man in America on the golf course right now hitting his golf club and going, God, I am a shitty dad? No. Heck no. Of course not. And I think that the reason why that is, why men and women operate so differently with guilt, is complicated and it's layered. But the truth is, we really start applauding women to be martyrs. I mean, since the beginning of time, women have been applauded for being martyrs. And when we're doing things for ourselves, we're not martyrs. Some would say, in fact, that we are, quote unquote, selfish. I don't know about you, but I'm part of a lot of mom Facebook groups. And oh, let me just tell you, do not read the comments. But I always make the mistake of reading the comments. And sometimes these responses to other moms, oh my gosh, just terrible. You know, a mom will vent or ask a question and people say back, well, you probably shouldn't have had kids then. And you just wonder, I mean, how could moms who have had the same experience not show any empathy? But you also realize when women don't feel like they can freely express their frustrations. I do think part of mom guilt is innate, biological, in a way that it isn't in men. And it's absolutely societal, of course. But I think the part that bothers me more than anything is just that. I think the majority of mom guilt stems from the judgment of other women, other moms. Several years ago, I was at the dentist and I was having my teeth cleaned. And I mentioned to the woman cleaning my teeth that I was going on a trip. And she was like, oh, wow, who's going to babysit the boys? And I was like, uh, Andy. And she said back, oh, he's going to babysit them the whole time? And I was like, babysit them? No, he's their dad. He's going to watch them. He's going to parent them. And then she says, oh, so will your mom be bringing him any casseroles or anything like that while you're gone? And okay, I mean, admittedly, I was maybe a little bit defensive, but I said back to her, well, it's not 1952, so no, no, she will not. At this time, Andy was traveling a lot for work, pretty much the entire time my kids were little and up until probably two years ago, he was traveling a ton, sometimes up to 200 days a year. Did anyone ever praise me for quote unquote babysitting my kids all that time? No, of course not. But when I would go out of town, the neighbors would invite Andy over for dinner. People all would feel sorry for him. One time he told me he went to the grocery store with all three boys and women were literally coming up to him, telling him how adorable it was. Basically treating him like he was a hero. Does a mom at Target with a gaggle of kids ever get called adorable? Oh, surely no. Never. No. Somehow in this era, going to Target by yourself has become the new self-care. Like, oh, you can go to Target by yourself. I'm sorry, going to Target and buying laundry detergent for your family is not a treat. It is not self-care. Let me just go back and set the record straight. My husband is actually not one to, to make me feel guilty about traveling or going out to dinner with my friends or anything like that. The guilt is pretty much just on me. And I'm pretty sure he's even said things to me like, yeah, that's on you, Brie. And it is. I have internal mom guilt. And my guess is you do too. But even though I might not have felt it from him, oh, I have 100% felt it from other moms. One time I was walking out of school and one of the moms stopped me and she said, oh, I saw you were just, you know, wherever I was. You are so lucky that Andy lets you do that. Let's me do that. 
I'm so lucky that Andy lets me do that. I'm sure I laughed and smiled because, you know, whatever. But I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure I like you as much as I did before this conversation. I am not out gallivanting and leaving my kids all the time at all. I go on one week-long trip a year with my sister and a couple nights away here and there with friends. Andy still travels way more than me. He goes on multiple trips that include all of his hobbies, fishing and hunting and skiing trips. And somehow they've all been labeled annuals. So they come on repeat each year, like a confirmed commitment that I know to expect. I've never once heard of another dad being like, oh my gosh, Andy, you are so lucky that Bree is letting you go on this golf trip. No, we don't treat dads the same in this respect. And listen, I don't want my husband to stop doing the things he loves. I don't want him to stop going on the annuals. I just want to encourage more moms to do the things that they love, to call self-care self-preservation. And to have that preservation be about invoking joy and reminding you of your inner spirit and not going to the grocery store by yourself. Men in general, I think, have hobbies that bring them together and make easy excuses for annuals like golfing and hunting and fishing. And moms just don't really seem to have the kind of hobbies that require a weekend away. But I feel like moms should be carving out annuals too. Even if the annuals mean walking around a new city and eating good food, or strolling on the beach with coffees, not worrying about anything, not taking care of anyone but themselves. Let's make these annuals happen. Let's encourage other moms to do that and to not judge them. I think aside from the annuals or the vacations, like what's the lifestyle, things that you can bring into your life to keep your joy alive? Maybe it's doing yoga or joining a book club or getting back into tennis. I don't know what that looks like for you, but that's important throughout the year and not something special. Dave Hollis on his podcast once asked, Who were you before your responsibilities? And that was some wisdom that I have held with me and I have kept asking myself because I think we all forget that, right? Well, even aside from the requisite guilt that seems to permeate mom life, let's talk about the examples we are leading as moms. If you are a mom of girls, think hard about the life you want for your daughter, My guess is that you want your daughter to chase all of her dreams. You want her to lead a life full of joy, to take care of herself. But you do realize that the number one place that your daughter is learning how to care for herself is from you. You are the one setting the tone for how your daughter will go on to operate as a mom, as a wife. But honestly, even if you are a boy mom, Your responsibility is just as great. You are raising future boyfriends and future husbands. If your boys see you go on dates with their dad, if they see you go out to dinner with your friends, go on an occasional annual, then they will be the kind of husbands that say, go, go take the class, go out for drinks with your friend, go start the business, take the annual. One of my friends said to me once, I won't ever forget it. And she said, I'm raising my son the way I had always hoped men would treat me. This. This. 
And I think that thinking about how we are leading and how we are role modeling is so important to reframe the way that we think about guilt or how guilty we feel. If we think about showing our kids how to better advocate for themselves, then hopefully it will pay off for not only us, but for them. Even though you might be a mom, and yes, there are sacrifices that will always happen when you are a mom, you are still a person and you need rest and you need reset. Time is 100% your greatest asset. So use it. Find your spark. Don't wait until it is too late and the kids are all gone until you are an empty nester. You want to remember the girl with the light in her eyes right now. So don't wait too long. Seriously, pause this podcast. Go turn on a little Alicia Keys and tell yourself this girl is on fire because I forget that sometimes and I know you forget that too but you are on fire. You are the girl with the light in her eyes. No guilt, just joy. This is a safe place and you can be both grateful and resentful. You can be both appreciative and long for more. You can 100% be both. Thank you, friends, for this conversation. You cannot imagine how grateful I am for you and how grateful I am that you show up to listen to the podcast. If you so kindly can leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. The more reviews that there are on the podcast, the more people that will find it. And the more women that join in on this conversation, the fuller it will be. Have a beautiful day, my friends. You got this. You're amazing. 